Well, every blessing to you all. Welcome back to my open air pulpit. We are currently experiencing an Indian summer. Beautiful weather for mid-September. And it was 26 degrees Celsius yesterday, would you believe? Maybe 22 or 23 today. A little breezier today than it was yesterday. But you know me, if it's warm, if it's dry, and uh, the sun is out, praise the Lord, <laughs> you will find me at the open air pulpit. Just a quick uh, footnote to... Uh, just put down on camera very quickly that if you enjoy our videos uh, please subscribe to our four channels and I say that because YouTube are not always notifying people about our latest videos and if you are a subscriber please make sure you have ticked the notification bell and uh, that you tick the all box within the notification bell uh, many people are not being made aware that we have new videos on our four channels we have a Spanish Portuguese channel. We have the 2020 channel where we put some of our more controversial material. Uh, James and Patrick hosts our verse by verse Bible studies. And of course, this channel, Ex Catholics, uh, carries all of the main open air pulpit videos. So please subscribe if you haven't already. Go to the notification bell, tickets, and select the all. So every video that we post on all of our four channels, you'll be told about straight away. Still living through very strange and uncertain times. I got a text message this morning from one of our brothers saying that this weekend could perhaps be the weekend of the rapture. He may be right. I don't know. I know that many Christians believe that Christ will come back uh, during the Feast of Trumpets. And of course, this weekend is a Feast of Trumpets. He may be right. I don't know. I've been waiting for the rapture for over 18 years. And I'll tell you something, if the rapture doesn't come in the next 12 months, with all of the uncertainty, I'm not sure that it will come in our lifetime at all. And I say that because, I mean, how much worse does it have to get? Travelling overseas is almost impossible now. The world feels like a prison camp. Uh, to fly from A to B, or to fly into the UK especially, from most countries, or to fly from the UK to most countries, you need to go through a 14-day quarantine, quarantine period. 14 days? to be held in quarantine like you are sick like you got rabies or something and world economies are still plunging and I see that the Irish government like the entire cabinet in Ireland Southern Ireland have now gone into lockdown and on top of that they've gone into uh, isolation self-isolation because the uh, Irish health minister is reporting symptoms of COVID-19 the entire government and Parliament has also been suspended even during world war ii i don't think parliaments were suspended not in britain anyway and that wasn't uh, bizarre enough you got the israeli premier flying to washington with his bahrain and uae counterpart to sign yet another peace treaty peace deal with yet another american president and i'm always suspicious when i see such uh, grandstanding taking place and of course, every Israeli premier since 1948 wants to have peace. And I've been to Israel. I've spoken to the Jews over there. I don't blame them for wanting to have peace. But they were told from Numbers 23 that the Jewish people, Israel, wasn't to be numbered with the nations. And how the nations are as, as a drop in a bucket. Drop in the buckets and, and, and uh, as counted as zero. Like next to nothing. So to see yet another Israeli premier standing shoulder to shoulder with Islamic leaders who secretly hate the Jews of course and hear the American president say that Saudi Arabia will probably come on board and do yet another deal with Israel a public peace treaty I think it's quite likely more treaties all leading up to the treaty of treaties which of course is found over in Daniel chapter 9 
And you say, why does this happen? Well, it's the pride of life, of course. The Word of God condemns the uh, pride of life. And of course, these famous people like Jared Kushner and uh, Benjamin Yetanahu and Donald Trump all want to uh, achieve something, make their mark on history and uh, go down in history as men of peace. But of course, the Word of God tells the Jews to be separated not to be numbered with the nations and i think if saudi arabia does come on board and if saudi arabia was to sign her own peace treaty with israel which i certainly expect in the next year or two if we're still here of course barring the rapture of course the rapture could come and of course these unsaved jews and gentiles of course muslims are gentiles you understand they will sign their own peace treaties with each other the antichrist will arrive and they will sign the peace treaty of peace treaties but i do expect saudi arabia to get closer to israel she's already got closer to other uh, countries around the world she's taken in the americans and the brits have got uh, have been taken in by saudi arabia still has the worst human rights record in the world i think after china and yet saudi arabia is allowing churches to meet christians to worship in public which is to be commended of course and Jews in Saudi Arabia, and yes there are some, and also in Iran, are now allowed to enjoy uh, more levels of freedom, freedom of religion, which is also to be welcomed. Uh, but of course the flip side to all of this is the more you give people, the more they want. And Saudi Arabia is opening up her world, her kingdom as it's called, to the Gentiles, or to uh, non-Muslims to be more precise. And you've got uh, rock concerts now taking place around Saudi Arabia. Uh, women can drive without a male chaperone and of course gambling will be next and where there's uh gambling there is vice and of course where there is vice there is more sin so strange times the world economies are still uh jittery as to what's going on we're still waiting to see what's going to happen in the uk are we going to have another lockdown a full-scale lockdown it is possible i was talking to a building contractor just yesterday and he said to me that one of his friends has ordered a window for his property one of those big triple windows and he said uh, he's had to wait over two weeks for this window to be designed and delivered due to COVID-19 unprecedented times go back to, to the uh, beginning of the year China was going into lockdown millions were being told to stay at home and of course even for China that's unusual to shut an entire city or two down and uh, I spoke about that wrote about it for one of our uh, publications earlier this year and here we are mid-September looking at Israel going back into a second lockdown so depressing Israel the only democracy in the Middle East the only country in the Middle East which really allows freedom of worship for Jews Christians and Muslims and now Israel has gone back into a second lockdown the Irish cabinet like I say are self-isolating and uh, it is possible that Britain could also go back into a second lockdown France is experiencing a huge <coughs> shoot a huge uh, spike in covid as is spain but the thing is this that if you are worried about catching covid19 uh, you will you will come through it it only attacks those with weak lungs uh, influenza of course which is another term for flu and those who suffered the most uh, with covid19 back in march april uh, and may were mainly found in italy of course many italians are heavy smokers so if you are a smoker or if you have smoked heavily over the years the chances are that covid may come for you it may attack your uh, uh, respiratory system and if it does you may go to hospital 
but even then you should survive it you should come through it so don't get overly panicky don't start to panic it's more of a uh, frustration more of an irritant been unable to fly overseas or have friends overseas visit us or send out international mail or receive it it's uh, taken a lot longer than normal and this 14 day quarantine is uh, getting out of control but anyway <coughs> just finished reading through Deuteronomy and I'll start Joshua probably this evening and I'm working through the book of Acts and I've been through Acts verse by verse three years ago I went through it uh, last week I'm up to the 23rd 24th chapter and I found many things that I missed last time through uh, but I finished Deuteronomy and I got to the 28th chapter maybe two or three nights ago and I thought this has got to be one of the most terrifying chapters in the entire Bible I mean I guess if you were to think about Matthew 7 depart from me or you workers of iniquity that's pretty terrifying or depart from me you cursed into everlasting fire prepared for the devil and his angels that's pretty terrifying of course Matthew 7 Matthew 25 are both are both aimed at those who are never saved or aimed at groups who are never saved to begin with of course but still terrifying because many people think they are saved and aren't and there are people who are saved who don't know they are saved who have no assurance of being saved and the reason for that is because they are carnal backslidden but I got to the 28th chapter a few nights ago and I thought this is going to be one of the most terrifying chapters in the entire Bible so I started to read it and I thought I would come up to the pulpit this morning and enjoy this uh, Indian summer and uh, read the entire chapter and offer some thoughts Deuteronomy 28 look at verse 1 and it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe and to do all his commandments which I command thee this day that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth if you walk with me I will walk with you I will bless you I will put you in the driving seat you will be the head not the tail and yet to see the Israeli premier fly to Washington day before yesterday was it with his Bahraini counterpart <coughs> and his UAE counterpart and sign yet another peace treaty and no doubt we'll do one in Riyadh perhaps or in Jerusalem perhaps or in Washington perhaps with his Saudi Arabian counterpart is very alarming of course I do appreciate that the Jew wants peace of course they want peace I've been to Israel I know what the Jews want they want peace they've been on a war footing since 1948 but they were told over numbers 22 23 not to be numbered with the nations you were told how the nations are as nothing in the eyes of the Lord and they are less than zero so 28 1 starts with a conditional statement and it shall come to pass if thou shalt hearken diligently consistently methodically sincerely unto the voice of the Lord thy God my sheep hear my voice and they follow me to observe and to do all his commandments if you love me keep my commandments which I command thee this day that the Lord thy God Jehovah is Israel's God he's not the God of the nations historically he has been the God of the Jews of course when you get saved he becomes your God and you love him because he first loved you but the Lord thy God will set thee on, uh, set thee on high above all nations of the earth which are counted as, as uh, less than nothing and drop in the bucket like I say and all these blessings shall come on thee and overtake thee if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God so it's conditional you want the land you want it to be expanded out you want to have everything like Syria like Egypt like uh, Persia 
like Bahrain, like the UAE. It is pitiful to see the Israeli Premier signing a deal with two Islamic leaders and one day all that land that the Israelis can see from the Golan Heights will be theirs. The Jew will get the new earth of course and the church will get new Jerusalem. But here's the thing, you say but I'm still concerned about COVID-19. Well I'll tell you something, I don't know anybody who has had it, who has been suffering with it and we hear from people all over the world. Uh, but if you are worrying about it, this is what you need to do. First of all, get yourself saved if you're not, because 150,000 people still die every 24 hours of the day. That's 8,000 an hour. Uh, read the Word of God each and every day, like I do. It's one thing to read Psalms, uh, teach it and preach it, which I've been doing every Sunday. And please join me this coming Sunday, 11 o'clock uh, UK time, Sunday morning, 11 a.m., when I will attempt to finish the seventh Psalm. It's one thing to read the Word of God. Uh, to teach it and preach it isn't the same as uh, just reading it, getting a blessing. Uh, but on top of that, you need to keep yourself healthy. And what I have been doing is increasing my vitamin C over the last several months and my vitamin D. So you want to keep your immune system uh, up to scratch. Increase vitamin C, vitamin D, uh, get a good night's sleep, obviously, and to make sure you are eating properly, exercising properly, and staying close to the Lord. Uh, 28.3 Blessed shalt thou be in the city, and blessed shalt thou be in the field. Blessed shall be the fruit of thy body, and the fruit of thy ground, and the fruits of thy cattle, the increase of thy kine, and the flocks of thy sheep, kine like cow or cows. Blessed shall be thy basket and thy store. In other words, you won't need to ask for anything. You won't need to go cap in hand to the Gentiles or the IMF wanting a bailout, wanting help. Germany have been uh, compensating Israel since 1948 due to World War II. Britain has walked a uh, inconsistent path with the Israelis, with the Jews. It's been said that the Foreign Office in London historically has been more pro the Palestinians, the Muslims, than the Jews. And as a result of that, Britain has lost many blessings. The Americans have been consistent. I think Obama, for a period of time, seemed to be anti-Israel, but they've gone back, America's gone back to a more consistent standing with Israel. And of course, the present president in America is the most pro Israeli president of all time and because of that he is to be uh, commended for standing with the Jew of course but one two three four five in the context deals with Israel as a theocracy which became a monarchy and ended up becoming a free-for-all every Israeli premier excluding the present one uh, has been a Marxist if you go back to 1946 47 48 the, the, the original Israeli government under Begin and later Golda Meir and uh, other Israeli premiers Rabin to some extent but especially uh, Golda Meir and uh, Begin have all been on the left and that's why Moscow and uh, other countries but that's why Moscow voted for Israel to be recognized as a nation in 1948. All those leaders were communists basically. Benjamin Yetanahu on the other hand is very religious, reads the Old Testament, has a daily Bible study in the office of the Prime Minister but he doesn't really believe the Old Testament because if he did he would follow Numbers 23 or is it 24 where it says how Israel will not, will not, will not be numbered 
with the nations but you see he wants to be a peacemaker and along with Jared Kushner his uh, close friend these people want to secure the Nobel Peace Prize for themselves and for Donald Trump of course and the Word of God condemns this because that is the that's the pride of life it's pride but it also proves that they don't believe in the Word of God 28 6 blessed shalt thou be when thou comest in and blessed shalt thou be when thou goest out it's gonna be good plenty of food plenty of rain security but of course since 1947 48 Israel has been on a war footing 24 7 I've been to Israel I know what it's like and I speak to Jews and I read the blogs and I know what they have been up against and I see the news every night and I hear what people say about Israel still the most censored country in the world the UN continue to attack it and yet Saudi Arabia has the worst human rights uh, record after China the UAE Bahrain uh, executes homosexuals Christianity I think in one of those countries it may be Bahrain uh, Christianity is heavily censored and I may be wrong but I think in Bahrain or the UAE Bibles are not allowed to be uh, imported into the country well Benjamin doesn't care about that Trump doesn't care about that Saudi Arabia yes they allow Christians to break bread and Jews to worship and that's very good news but you couldn't preach in the streets of Riyadh you couldn't preach on the streets of Bahrain or the UAE and if you did you'd be put under house arrest nobody cares about Christians uh, sharing the gospel in fact ironically and paradoxically there's more rights for Christians in China now uh, than there are in those uh, so-called moderate Middle Eastern countries uh, 28 7 the Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face they shall come out against thee one way and flee before thee seven ways well not yet Israel has been on a war footing like I say since 1947 1948 the Mossad Israel's secret police is second to none it's the greatest spy network in the, in the Middle East only the CIA MI6 and probably the FSB come anywhere near Mossad uh, and Israel have no real friends overseas Germany helps uh, Israel due to a guilt complex Britain like I say walks a double-minded uh, path when it comes to Israel most premiers are not pro-Israel as far as I know the Queen has never been to uh, Israel shame on her I think last year the Prince of Wales went for the first time and I think Prince William went for the first time yet she will go to Islamic countries she will go to Rome she's been going to Rome since 1958 59 I think the first Pope she met was John the 23rd and I'm pretty sure she's met the current Pope no issue going to the Vatican kissing the Pope's hand bowing down to the Pope and yet the Church of Rome as far as her church is concerned they will consider that to be null and void they call it Anglican orders and they say that basically the Church of England isn't a real church but here the Lord shall cause thine enemies that rise up against thee to be smitten before thy face not yet Israel has to mobilize every man woman and young person uh, national service in Israel is uh, mandatory and many of your uh, or many of the many of the many of the pilots who fly uh, uh, is it El Al? I forget the name of the Israeli carrier uh, I think it's El Al we flew on El Al to uh, Israel many years ago many of those pilots are fighter jet pilots they are 
reservist. In fact, I think Benjamin is a reservist. And uh, uh, Benny, uh, what's his name? Benny Gunn, Benny, Gun, Benny Gurin, his uh, unofficial number two is also a reservist. I know Barack, uh, who was the defense secretary before he became the prime minister, was also in the armed forces. Sharon, the late Ariel Sharon, was also in the IDF, always on a war footing, can never relax. They have no real friends apart from America. Uh, but here, you're way back in the Old Testament under a theocracy, then it becomes a monarchy, then it falls uh, into a free-for-all. For 2,000 years, the Jews have had no king, uh, no temple, no priest system. They shall come out against thee one way and flee before these seven ways. Well, of course, this will take place during the millennial reign. The Jew gets the new earth and the church gets new Jerusalem. The Lord shall command the blessing upon thee in thy storehouses, and all that thou settest thou thine hand unto. And he shall bless thee in the land which the Lord thy God giveth thee. The land, the land. Every war is fought over land. Go back to Arnhem, 1944. Arnhem in uh, Holland. The Allies were dropped, uh, parachuted in. British and American uh, fighter bombers, planes, uh, Lancaster bombers, and other big old planes dropped many paratroops and paratroopers I should say onto the Arnhem Bridge it's a famous bridge in Holland they made a movie called A Bridge Too Far 1960s and they were told to hold the bridge every war is about land yes money of course but land if you don't secure the land you don't control the country that's why America has been involved with Syria for such a long time now they want the land because from the land comes the oil of course and all these paratroopers, British and American, some others no doubt, but mainly British were dropped by British bombers, like I say, to hold a bridge in Arnhem. Because if they could hold that bridge, they could take the whole country, basically. And they couldn't hold it. And it was a huge bloodbath. But here, all these verses are making the case that if the Jews walk with Jehovah, all will be good. And it continues, verse 9, The Lord shall establish thee and holy people unto himself. As he hath sworn unto thee, if thou shalt keep the commandments of the Lord thy God and walk in his ways. So it's conditional. The land, prosperity, health, wealth, being comfortable, it's not a given deal. You have to walk with the Lord. If you love me, keep my commandments. And unfortunately, some of our dispensational friends, and I am a semi-dispensationalist, so don't get me wrong, but some of our dispensational friends say that in the Old Testament, the Jews were saved by their faith and their works. And they say during the tribulation it's going to be a return to a faith and work system. They make a blunder, of course, and we call that asegesis. Asegesis, like uh, a millennial, meaning no millennial reign. Asegesis, meaning a non-literal interpretation of the scripture. The correct term is exegesis, to correctly read what is before your eyes. And that's why I spent so many weeks and months preparing to go through the book of Psalms, and I'm 16 weeks in and please join us this coming sunday 11 o'clock uk time as i end the seventh psalm and next one and next sunday begin the eighth and i'm reading it every day i'm reading the psalms every day and i'm, I'm asking myself this this verse says this is there any uh, counterpart to the new testament this verse says this is it eschatological and if it is eschatological can i find it in revelation or daniel it's wanting to sit down and read the word of god and get a blessing from it uh, but to read it, to preach it and to teach it, it's very different. You have to study it very, very carefully. But here the Lord shall establish 
and holy people, a holy people unto himself. The word of God says to be holy, for the Lord is holy. As he has sworn unto thee, if thou keep the commandments of the Lord thy God, and walk in his ways. So it's works. It's works for the land. It's works to keep the land. It's works to stay on the right side of Jehovah. But it's not works for salvation. It's like this. What do you give someone who has everything? What do you give someone who has everything? What can you give someone who has everything? Nothing, of course. So God, who has everything, gives you something, and then you've got everything that you possibly would need. 10. And all people of the earth shall see that thou art called by the name of the Lord, and they shall be afraid of thee. They're not afraid of the Jews yet, although Mossad has a pretty... Uh, notorious uh, reputation if you go back to the Munich games 1970s when the PLO terrorists stormed the Israeli camp in Germany and the German police were unable to thwart it and unable to rescue those poor Israeli athletes and the PLO terrorists uh, found the famous uh, Israeli wrestler a household name very famous wrestler in Israel and that poor Jew I mean had it been a normal fight, he would have wiped the floor with probably two or three men. But of course they tied him up, they overpowered him, tied him up, and they enjoyed removing his testicles. And he suffered terribly. And Mossad said at the time, that would be 72, 73, that would be, uh, I think, Golda Meir. Yeah, Golda Meir, she was the Israeli premier. They said to her, we will find everybody who was involved with the Munich massacre. If it takes 5, 10, 15, 20 years, we will track them all down and we will kill them and they did just that they called everyone who was involved with that despicable terrorist attack and of course they uh, did so due to being uh, so well organized and that horrendous event was authorized and sanctioned by Yasser Arafat who wasn't even a Palestinian he was an Egyptian of course 11 and the Lord shall make thee plenteous in goods in the fruit of thy body and in the fruit of thy cattle and in the fruit of thy ground in the land which the Lord swear unto thy fathers to give thee so the land is given from Jehovah to the Jews again it goes back to the land as of right now the Jews are in a country the size of Wales New Jersey I think you can travel it easily within a day uh, and they seem to be content with their tiny piece of uh, real estate and yet to see Benjamin signed that peace treaty with Bahrain, the UAE, and no doubt Saudi Arabia next time around, is all picturing what, what uh, will take place during the millennial reign when the Jew gets the new earth. And then all the nations will come to see Jehovah, and if they don't come up to see him, there'll be no reign. And the Jews, the saved Jews of course, not unsaved Jews, but saved Jews will be resurrected to rule and reign with Messiah for a thousand years. And like I said, the church will be in uh, New Jerusalem. 12. The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, the heaven to give the, rain unto the uh, to give the rain unto thy land in his season, and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. Well, as of right now, Israel borrows from uh, people around the world. Every government borrows money from banks around the world. And that's why every country around the world is bankrupt because every country is living beyond its means. Go back to the beginning of the COVID crisis, the Chancellor 
announced to Parliament that Britain would borrow 300 billion pounds, 300 billion pounds, the Spanish 200 billion euros, and the Americans was it a trillion dollars, eye-water and figures, and Israel would also have to borrow money of course, the Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure, like a treasure trunk, the heaven to give the rain unto thy land, thy land, thy land, in his season, and to bless all the work of thine hand. And thou shalt lend unto many nations, and thou shalt not borrow. It is true that when a Palestinian is injured by an IDF soldier, they get class, uh, top class medical treatment. They are many times taken out of the Palestinian territories, so-called, taken into Israel, given state-of-the-art medical care. And yet, if it was the other way around, no Jew will be taken care of in the Palestinian territories. And the Lord shall make thee the head and not the tail, and thou shalt be above only, and thou shalt not be beneath. If that thou hearken unto the commandments, unto the commandments, unto the commandments, unto the commandments of the Lord thy God, which I command thee this day to observe and to do them, and thou shalt not go aside from any of the words which I command thee this day to the right hand or to the left to go after other gods to serve them that was the downfall of Israel it would begin back in Judges of course when every man did that which was right in his own eyes Solomon would come along going back to the pride of life the uh, the flesh the world and the devil of course and he would see all these beautiful women was it a thousand have relations with all those women and that wasn't bad enough he would start to worship their gods with all of his women David was a ladies man but David wasn't an, uh, wasn't an a, a, a idolater it wasn't into idolatry he wasn't an idolater whereas of course uh, Solomon was now most Jews worship money uh, most Jews worship secularism Israel is still very much a secular country to this day when we were there many years ago we went down to uh, one of the beaches in Tel Aviv over the weekend and uh, our tour guide was saying that uh, it's a wonderful day to be out on the beach enjoying yourself so on and so forth and one of the guys that was on our uh, party with us uh, said uh, but it's a Sabbath or the Sabbat he called it uh, shouldn't they be uh, uh, following the Sabbath and the tour guide who was secular said no we don't all keep the Sabbath only a few only a few do but of course it's not the issue the issue is the land not the Sabbath but it shall come to pass if thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes which I command thee at this day that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee so it starts with blessings if you do this if you do that I will bless you but listen to me carefully Jehovah says if you don't do this if you don't do that I will curse you so this video is going to be entitled the most terrifying chapter in the Bible without any shadow of a doubt it's bad enough to arrive at the great white throne judgments as an unsaved religious person <coughs> and the Lord says to you I never knew you depart from me uh, you workers of iniquity that's pretty rough but for Jehovah here to speak to the Jews way back in the Old Testament to switch so easily and so quickly from uh, blessings to curses will bring a chill down your spine but it shall come to pass 15 again if thou wilt not hearken free will 
unto the voice of the Lord thy God. He's their God, not the God of the nations. Paul says, before you are saved, you are lost, alone, without hope in the, uh, in the world. Had no parts with the commonwealth of Israel. You were lost, but now you are saved. You love the Lord because he first, you, you love the Lord uh, because he first loved you. Uh, but here, voice of the Lord thy God, to observe to do all his commandments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, that all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. Cursed shalt thou be in the city, and cursed shalt thou be in the field. Cursed shall be thy basket and thy store. It's a complete switch to the earlier verses. Cursed shall be the fruit of thy body, like your children, and the fruit of thy land, the increase of thy kind, like cows, and the flock of thy sheep. So you think about Abraham and Lot, the original patriarchs, way back in Genesis, and uh, all this land was available for Abraham and Lot, and Abraham was a very wealthy man. I think only Job would probably surpass him. And Abraham said to Lot, you take the left, I'll take the right, or you take the right, I'll take the left. That's a picture of grace. There's enough for all of us. There's a picture of grace. Salvation is sufficient for everyone, anywhere, at any time. There's no reason not to be saved. Don't allow COVID-19 to just paralyze you with fear. Increase your vitamin C, your vitamin D. Read the Word of God. Sleep regularly, like I say. Eat properly. Keep yourself moving along. Keep your mind busy, active. And uh, you will come through the uncertainty. Uh, like I said a few moments ago, even if you were to contract it, you will survive it. It only seems to attack those who are heavy smokers or who have been uh, heavy smokers. But the curses are here, aimed at the Jews, going back to a the theocratic uh, system way back under the law. And 19 continues this uh, decline. Cursed shalt thou be when thou comest in, and cursed shalt thou be when thou goest out. You're never able to relax, you can't take it easy. You're living on your nerves, basically. Is enough food to go around? Is enough water to go around? Israel gets a lot of water from the uh, River Tiberias, the Sea of Galilee, and I've been there. And I watched a documentary a while ago about a very brave Jew called uh, Eli Cohen, who was able to infiltrate the uh, Syrian government back in the 1960s. True story, a very brave Jew, unsaved. I'm sad to say, but he loved Israel and he gave his life for Israel and he got so close to the Syrian government that he was promoted to the uh, deputy uh, defense minister. And the president of uh, Syria thought that he, this guy Cohen, uh, was an Arab. And of course he was a Jew and he was wiring Mossad every day through the old Morse code system saying uh, they're doing this, they're doing that. Uh, Russian missiles are, are arriving. Uh, and they're going to be attacking parts of Israel, like the uh, Golan Heights, the Kibbutz, and of course Mossad were able to infiltrate and uh, uh, pounce on many uh, Syrian units, and uh, they had many victories, and the Syrians couldn't work out who the leak was, who the mole was, where was all this information coming from, and uh, this is how propaganda works. On one occasion, uh, the uh, Israelis ambushed a group of Syrian soldiers who were trying to attack the kibbutz, just ordinary Jewish, Jewish people uh, near the Golan Heights, and uh, those Syrians were killed, maybe three or four, no more than half a dozen on that occasion, 
and they're serious so let's turn this into a propaganda coup and it was decided to get those soldiers put Israeli soldiers so I put put Israeli uniforms on the bodies of the dead Syrian soldiers and drag those bodies around the streets of Damascus and tell the uh, people of Syria that they were Jewish soldiers Zionists and of course they all turned out in their numbers TV crews were there radios was uh, was reporting it live breaking news our wonderful country they said have uh, destroyed Zionist soldiers so on and so forth and these Syrians came out started throw, uh, started to throw stones at the dead bodies thinking that they were Israeli when they were Syrian and of course the Syrian government turned it into a propaganda coup there's a war going on a propaganda war most of what you see read or hear about is heavily filtered if you are a typical TV watcher or newspaper reader you probably think what took place in Washington a few days ago was wonderful to see the Israeli Premier signing a peace treaty with uh, Mohammedans you thought was a good thing but of course you don't know your Bible do you it is a show uh, case to help Trump get re-elected of course and also to allow Benjamin to uh, not go to prison he's currently facing fraud uh, charges in a court in Israel and of course if he's found guilty he could go to prison 20 the Lord shall send upon thee cursing vexation and rebuke and all that thou settest thine hand unto for to do until thou be destroyed and until thou perish quickly because of the wickedness of thy doings whereby thou hast forsaken me like a plague like a terror now Jehovah is speaking to the Jews if this is what he thinks about his own people what did he think about enemies people who don't know him people in Saudi Arabia historically Iran once known as Persia or Britain which turned its back on Jehovah many years ago or America which flip-flops although still is the most religious country and pro-Christian country in the, on the face of the earth but countries that don't know the Lord what will he do to these people the Lord not the devil the Lord not the nations the Lord shall send upon thee cursing vexation and rebuke and all that thou settest thine hand unto for to do until thou be destroyed and until thou perish quickly because of the wickedness of thy doings whereby thou hast forsaken me gone after other gods of course secularism communism atheism evolution socialism the Lord shall make thee excuse me the Lord shall make the pestilence cleave unto thee until he hath consumed thee from off the land whither thou goest to possess it this pestilence like a plague like a curse will cleave unto thee will stick to you until he the Lord hath consumed thee from off the land kick him out of the land it's theirs it's God-given land and yet as of right now Jerusalem although it's officially governed by Israel is still heavily monitored by outside forces off the land whither thou goest to possess it the Lord shall smite thee with a consumption and with a fever and with an inflammation and with an extreme burning and with a sword and with blasting and with mildew and they shall pursue thee until 
thou perish like a slow decay, a slow death, a slow cancer eating you from inside. You think about Herod, Acts 12, it says how he was refusing to give God the glory and the worms got a hold of him, would eat him from within and Josephus said it took over a week for Herod to die, to die a slow death. 22 again the Lord shall smite thee with a consumption and with a fever a fever COVID is one of the oh, a fever can be one of the symptoms of COVID-19 you're very hot uh, you lose the sense of smell taste you're burning up coughing all the time and here we could suggest in a roundabout way that this is I mention indirectly to COVID-19 fever inflammation and with an extreme burning like hellfire the fire never goes out and with the sword off with your head that was one of the favorite methods of execution for the Jews or enemies of Muhammad when he went after the Jew he used a sword against them of course blasting and with mildew and they shall pursue thee until thou perish like a dog running after a rabbit or a fox and the Jew has been fleeing since uh, 70 AD of course and thy heaven that is over thy head shall be brass and the earth that is under thee shall be iron iron and brass uh, iron of course will result in Jews becoming guilty of idolatry you build a statue you build an image a figure using iron and of course brass is loosely connected with uh, Nebuchadnezzar and of course many Jews went into uh, Babylon and never came out of Babylon the Lord shall make the rain of thy land powder and dust from heaven should it come down upon thee until thou be destroyed destroyed perish cursed Jehovah speaking to the Jews again I can't emphasize this enough this isn't the devil speaking or the nations per se or anti-semites or the Third Reich or other infamous past leaders this is Jehovah speaking to the Jews 25 the Lord shall cause thee to be smitten before thine enemies thou shalt go out one way against them and flee seven ways before them and shalt be removed into all the kingdoms of the earth well 25 is a reversal to verse 7 in verse 7 if you walk with me I will drive your enemies out seven different ways but here if you don't walk with me I will drive you out seven different ways to be removed from all the kingdoms of the earth and thy carcass 26 shall be meat unto all fowls of the air and unto the beasts of the earth and no man shall fray them away fray like an affray meaning to have a duel or a combat nobody will come to their aid the Lord will smite thee with the botch of Egypt and with the emirates emirates and with the scab and with the itch whereof thou canst not be healed hemorrhoids piles a terrible way to slowly be destroyed from within perhaps prostrate cancer comes near to experiencing this type of a pain the Lord shall smite thee with madness and blindness and astonishments of heart like continual panic attacks 
I can't sleep, I wake up 2, 3, 4, 5 in the morning, I'm hearing a noise or two, I'm paranoid. Is it going to be sun? Is, is, the, is the sun coming up soon? Is the sun going down? What time of day is it? Madness, become insane, blindness, you can't physically see, astonishment of heart, panic attacks, heart attacks, and thou shalt grope at noonday as a blind gropeth in darkness, and thou shalt not prosper in thy ways, and thou shalt be only oppressed and spoiled evermore, and thou shalt be only oppressed and spoiled ev uh, evermore, and no man, no man shall save thee. If it wasn't for America, standing with Israel, and bless America for that, if it wasn't for Germany, paying a compensation to Germany, uh, paying compensation to Israel, and uh, bless Germany for that, and if it wasn't for maybe one or two other countries at most offering the hand of friendship I suppose to Israel, she'd be really in a bad way at the moment, she would still survive because Jehovah said as long as the stars and the moon existed Israel would survive but there's no doubt about it, the Gentile nations have been able to keep Israel afloat Thirty, thou shalt betroth a wife, get engaged to a woman, another man shall lie with her. Thou shalt build an house, and thou shalt not dwell therein. Thou shalt plant a vineyard, and shall not gather the grapes thereof. I'm always saddened to hear of people who work all their lives. I'm thinking of two gentlemen who worked all their lives, retired at 62, only to die a few months later missed out on their state pensions, missed out on time with their wives, missed out on their grandchildren growing up and they lived their whole lives working full time and all the money that they made never got to spend it, never got to enjoy it and of course their wives many times did and went on to remarry of course. Thine ox shall be slain before thine eyes and thou shalt not eat thereof thine ass Thine, thine ass shall be violently taken away from before thy face, and shall not be restored to thee. Thy sheep shall be given unto thine enemies, and thou shalt have none to rescue them. So what have you got you're going to lose? Confiscation, theft. When uh, the Germans arrived in Europe, they started to commandeer many properties, many farms, uh, many estates, and even after the war, some of those properties were very hard for uh, fleeing, fam fleeing families to get back again. They've been passed to different hands, you see, sold on to different parties. Of course, enemies, 31, none to rescue them, will be the humiliation of a Jew being at the mercy of a Gentile. Thy sons and thy daughters shall be given unto another people, and thine eyes shall look and fail with longing for them all the day long and there shall be no might in thine hand powerless to help your, uh, your friends and family powerless absolutely powerless you'll go into Babylon you'll be a slave to Nebuchadnezzar you will see him worship, worship, worshiping, worshiping, worshiping himself <laughs> and uh, as he worshipped himself many looked at that I thought this is incredible a mere man worshiping himself a bit like uh, Herod they would say this is a voice of a God not of a man and the Lord looked at Herod 
being carried into uh, Rome, if you will, struck him down with a sickness, was eaten of worms, and Nebuchadnezzar would be forced onto his hands and knees, and of course his nails became like wild claws, his hands became like a claw, long nails, he was a wild beast, and uh, he'd have to learn the hard way, of course, that there's only one God. The fruit of thy land and all thy labours shall a nation which thou knowest not eat up, and thou shalt be only oppressed and crushed always so that thou shalt be mad for the sight of thine eyes which thou shalt see humiliating like i say you will see those all around you doing well while you are not you've worked hard to get the blessing from the land a land of milk and honey but you become mad with angry 35 the lord shall smite thee in the knees and in the legs with a sore box that cannot be healed from the sole of thy foot unto the top of thy head the lord shall bring thee and thy king which thou shalt set over thee unto a nation which neither thou nor thy fathers have known and there shalt thou serve other gods wood and stone hezekiah and uh, other leaders will go to uh, uh, babylon and thou shalt become a, an astonishment a proverb and a byword among all nations whither the lord whither the lord shall lead thee a byword like a laughing stock if you think back to the 1930s you had jews in austria scrubbing the floors the streets i should say scrubbing the streets in public with toothbrushes and many years ago we met an elderly woman who had been in austria during world war ii she was austrian by birth a roman catholic i seem to remember and uh, patrick said to her is it true that during the 1930s uh, in austria uh, Jewish people, men, women and children, were forced to scrub the streets with toothbrushes. And while they were doing that, people were laughing at them. And she said, no comments, which means, yes, it was true. Thou shalt carry much seed out into the field, and shalt gather but little in. For the locust shall consume it. You work day and night, in the sweat of the day, and all for nothing, because the locust comes along and consumes it. Thou shalt plant vineyards and dress them, but shalt neither drink of the, of, the, of the wine nor gather the grapes for the worms shall eat them thou shalt have olive trees throughout all thy coasts but thou shalt not anoint thyself with the oil for thine oil shalt cast his fruit thou shalt beget sons and daughters but thou shalt not enjoy them for they shall go into captivity like uh, was it Hezekiah who had his eyes taken out and the last thing he saw before his eyes were taken out were his two sons being executed all thy trees and the fruit of thy land shall the locust consume the stranger like the gentile that is within thee shall get up above thee very high and thou shalt come down very low it's somewhat unsettling to see an israeli leader who knows hebrew who reads the old testament who knows more than most jewish jewish premiers do about the old testament to go to washington and have to suck up to the american president and do a deal or two with his islamic counterparts it's unsettling but it's not unsurprising all unsaved of course but the word of god says again how israel will not be numbered with the nations but of course jared krishna doesn't believe that benjamin yetanahu doesn't believe that these guys are all guilty of the pride of life they want to go down in history as being peacemakers men who did what others could not do like i said a few uh, a few minutes ago you wait till the uh, tribulation starts and the ultimate peace treaty 
will be signed. 44. He shall lend to thee, and thou shalt not lend to him. He shall be the head, and thou shalt be the tail. Again, it's a reversal to verse uh, 13. Verse 13. Within a few verses, it goes from positive to negative, good to bad, good to evil. Moreover, 45, all these curses shall come upon thee, and shall pursue thee, and overtake thee, till thou be destroyed. Because thou hearken not, hearkenest not unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to keep his commandments and his statutes which he commanded thee. And they shall be upon thee for a sign, and for a wonder, and upon thy seed forever. There's a reason why the Jew has been wandering for thousands of years, from nation to nation, not really fitting in anywhere, and that's one of the reasons why the Jew had to go back to Israel, 1948, because that is their land, of course. But overseas, uh, most Jews feel out of place, and uh, most Gentiles are not very keen on the Jews. But of course, most Jews are not keen on the Gentiles either. The Jew is a peculiar person, and he's peculiar because he was chosen to suffer the Lord's reproach. Because thou servest not the Lord thy God with joyfulness and with gladness of heart for the abundance of all things. That's why he's going to curse them in this way. 48. Therefore shalt thou serve thine enemies with which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in wants of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. Iron, going back to the Romans, uh, they were the most sophisticated military system on the face of the earth up until the I guess some of the British Empire it was the Romans then it was the British Empire now it's the American Empire and of course as America declines and China starts to rise and as Britain continues to decline and other nations start to rise start to increase uh, you're gonna see a throwback to the old days where uh, Paganism is going to return, and uh, once it returns, it's very hard to uh, shake it off. Therefore, 48 again, shalt thou serve thine enemies, which the Lord shall send against thee in hunger and in thirst and in nakedness and in wants of all things. And he shall put a yoke of iron upon thy neck until he have destroyed thee. The Lord shall bring a nation against thee from far. From the end of the earth, as swift as the eagle flieth, a nation whose tongue thou shalt not understand. The eagle, or the phoenix, the American symbol, is of course a phoenix on their dollar bill. Uh, go back to the Romans, they used the, uh, the uh, sign of the eagle. And of course the Nazis also used the uh, sign of the eagle, which I think was a phoenix as well. Either way, the sign of the eagle is synonymous with uh, pagan Rome and also papal Rome. A tongue thou shalt not understand. A Gentile tongue. And of course Germany, like I say, the Nazis would use, uh, or one of their uh, symbols would be the phoenix. I'm pretty sure it was a phoenix, which is a bird of course. So the same family of the eagle. And uh, you've got Germans, 
people from Germany, uh, soldiers from Germany, marching into parts of uh, Europe and rounding up Jews who for the most part had never met Germans, didn't know the language. Or well, you think of when the uh, Germans arrived in uh, France or Holland. Of course, Holland being Dutch, the Dutch, the Germans, or the Dutch, the Austrians, Austria, Germany, Holland, similar languages. I'm told that if you speak German, you can understand some Dutch. If you speak Italian, you can understand some Spanish. But nonetheless, if you were somebody in, say, uh, Norway, especially in Norway, or some of the Baltic countries, and the Germans arrived, you had no idea what they were saying. Or when the Russians arrived in uh, France, not France, they went to uh, Germany. But when the Russians arrived in Germany and they carved up most of Eastern Europe for themselves, nobody knew what they were talking about. A foreign tongue, a terrifying reality of a foreign power taking over your land, basically. A nation of fierce countenance which thou shalt not regard, which shall not regard the person of the old, nor show favour to the young. Most of the war dead from World War II, most of the Jews that were killed during World War II were children under the age of 16. Not rich bankers, no Rothschilds, no Rockefellers. The wealthy Jews got out of Europe long before 1939. But the middle class, lower middle class, or upper working class were the ones who got stuck behind. A nation of fierce countenance in the context, Nebuchadnezzar of course, but throughout the history of the world, Third Reich, Antichrist, Tribulation, which shall not regard the person of the old, nor show favour to the young, like I said, most of the world dead were young people, and he shall eat the fruit of thy cattle and the fruit of thy land, until thou be destroyed, which also shall not leave thee either corn, wine, or oil. Or the increase of thy kine, cow again, cows, or flocks of thy sheep, until he have destroyed thee, he just eat everything up. Just eat you out of house and home, basically, and do it right in, your, right in front of your face, humiliate you. It's bad enough when the Third Reich just bulldozed across Europe, across Europe and took all the countries. The French had an army of two million men. Two million men. And Churchill flew to France around this time, September 39, I think it was from memory, or early summer 39, spoke to the French Premier and he said this, he said, if you stand firm against Germany, I will give you the entire British military, which was pretty, suffi pretty sufficient back in 1939 and we would do what we've never done before Britain and France would become one nation and he was really begging the French Premier not to surrender to the Third Reich and the French Premier said I can't do it or didn't want to do it and two million French soldiers two million French soldiers just uh, just surrendered to these Germans and of course the people of France uh, would spend the next six years or make that five years will be liberated in 44 of course and by 45 uh they're able to enjoy their freedom again 51 eat the fruit of thy cattle the fruit of thy land until thou be destroyed which also shall not leave the corn leave thee either corn wine or oil or the increase of thy kind or flocks of thy sheep until he have destroyed thee and he shall besiege thee in all thy gates until thy high and fence walls come down wherein 
thou trustest throughout all thy land, and he shall beseech thee in all thy land, in all thy gates, throughout all thy land, which the Lord thy God hath given thee. It should never have happened. The land was given to the Jews. An unconditional agreement. Abraham was asleep when it took place. And when he woke up, he said, this is all yours, Abraham. And of course, the Jew was given it. Read Joshua sometime when they go into the land to take the land. But slowly but surely, over a period of time, the Jews started to backslide started to walk away from Jehovah, serve and worship other gods, and because of that, all this is now uh, coming to pass. And he shall besiege, besiege thee in all thy gates until thy high and fenced walls come down, wherein thou trustest, the trusting in their properties, their walls, their buildings, their uh, estates, their countries, if you will. I think if we uh, may, in uh, Russia, they have a huge military uh, parade, it's the biggest in the world, and every Russian president, going back to probably, uh, let's see now, uh, uh, Khrushchev, perhaps, Khrushchev, uh, Nikita Khrushchev, uh, late 50s, or maybe even before him actually, uh, Beria, I forget who replaced uh, Stalin, it was Nikita Khrushchev. Khrushchev replaced uh, Stalin, of course, I think from Khrushchev uh, up until Putin, every Russian leader. Uh, is in uh, Red Square every uh, May time to celebrate Russia's war dead. Thousands upon thousands of Russian troops march, tanks go through the streets, planes fly through the air. The Russians are very proud of themselves and that will be the downfall of Russia as well one day. No love of the Lord thy God. 53. And thou shalt eat the fruit of thine own body the flesh of thy sons and of thy daughters which the Lord thy God hath given thee in the siege and the straightness wherewith thine enemies shall distress thee cannibalism you are going to eat your own people so that the man that is tender among you and very delicate his eyes shall be evil toward his brother and toward the wife of his bosom and toward the uh, and toward the remnants of his children which he shall leave so that he will not give to any of them of the flesh of his children whom he shall eat because he hath nothing left him in the siege and in the straightness wherewith thine enemies shall distress thee in all thy gates cannibalism can it get any worse than that if you go back to 70 AD the Romans spent four months surrounding Jerusalem and uh, when the Romans put a blockade around a nation you knew that it would only result in one outcome complete annihilation if you think about uh, Stalingrad, when the Germans first arrived in uh, Russia, 1941 was it? They were 17 miles from the gates of Moscow. Stalin had a breakdown, and for three days Stalin was nowhere to be found. And his aides, like Molotov and uh, Beria, evil men, were running the country, basically. And uh, it was pretty grim for the Russians, for many many months and the Germans almost almost uh, took the entire country then the winter came and of course the winter would affect Napoleon a good hundred years beforehand and when it came a second time it would affect Hitler of course Napoleon was a Catholic Hitler was a Catholic in fact it was said that Napoleon had the entire world he was the Emperor of the world and he said to one of his aides uh, one day they had a map up in uh, his headquarters a huge map and smack bang in his 
map was a little country called England. And he said, if it wasn't for that, if it wasn't for that country, I would be the most powerful man in the world. And of course, the English kept him at bay. They actually beat him in the end. And uh, fast forward to World War II, Hitler looked at his map and he said, if it wasn't for that country, England, I'd be the most powerful man in the world. And of course, England uh, destroyed Adolf Hitler. That was our last great victory since then. We've gone downhill pretty fast and uh, I can't see it uh, ever being reversed but here you've got children eating or parents eating their children in 54 55 cannibalism starts in 53 actually 53 54 55 it would take place during the time of Elijah Lamentations picks up on this as well written by Jeremiah uh, it's, it's pretty horrific 56 the tender and delicate woman among you which would not have ventured to set the sole of her foot upon the ground for delicateness and tenderness. Her eye shall be evil toward the husband of her bosom and toward her son and toward her daughter. She wants to eat them, of course. She wants to survive. And toward her young one that cometh out from before her feet. No product of conception. Young one being a child, of course. And toward her children, which she shall bear, for she shall eat them eat them she shall eat them she shall eat them for once of all things secretly in the siege and straightness wherewith thine enemy shall distress thee in thy gates so 70 AD Titus the Roman Emperor uh, decided to put a ring of steel around Jerusalem it went on for four months Josephus uh, said over 1 million people died due to starvation and uh, persecution and when that siege was broken after four months over 97,000 Jews went into slavery never to be seen of again I always think of World War II and that infamous black and white footage always embedded in my mind of uh, when the Russians pushed back on Germany sometime in late 42 from memory Operation Barbarossa was it and the Russians were able to push the Germans back. The winter helped the Russians and the winter helped the Russians defeat Napoleon and the winter helped the Russians defeat the Germans. Doesn't history repeat itself? It's like a circle, isn't it? And 90,000, make that 900,000 German soldiers died due to the starvation, the horrific, horrendous cold the freezing conditions which they weren't equipped for didn't have the, the didn't have the right clothing on German suppliers were in short supply and out of 90 made that 900,000 get my figures right out of 900,000 German soldiers that uh, were arrested caught by the uh, the Russians out of 900,000 90,000 90,000 were marched uh, from uh, Stalingrad to Siberia and I think by 1951 1952 long after the war only several thousand survived I went back to uh, Germany brutal uh, 58 if thou wilt not observe to do all the words of this law that are written in this book that thou mayest fear the glorious and fearful name of the Lord thy God all uppercase then the Lord will make thy plagues wonderful like devastating and the plagues of thy seed even great plagues 
not like great in the sense of good, but great in the sense of uh, grave, like Good Friday, like the Great War. Not great in the sense of wonderful, but great in the sense of grave, like horrendous. And of long continuance, it will continue. And sore sicknesses, and of long continuance. I guess when the Germans first arrived in Russia, they were on a roll. Thousands of troops, aircraft, I think over a million men were sent from Germany into Russia and it almost was successful but of course the bad weather came and those Germans were surrounded by Russians outnumbered what 10 to 1 and uh, 90,000 were marched thousands of miles like I say in the freezing freezing weather many just dropped dead by the side of the road couldn't walk any further were starving frozen and I think less than 10,000 out of 90,000 survived and went back to uh, Germany after the war. Well, 70 AD, the Romans put a put a ring of steel around Jerusalem, and uh, that went on for four months. A million died, and uh, 97,000, like I say, would go off into slavery, never to be seen of again. We call this the Lord's permissive will, not his directive will, his permissive will. He allowed this to take place, because what would they say? We have no king but Caesar. Let his blood be on us and on our children. 59 again. Then the Lord, not the devil. Then the Lord, not Titus. Then the Lord, not Napoleon. Then the Lord, not Hitler. Then the Lord, not Islamic countries. Then the Lord will make thy plagues wonderful, and thy plagues of thy seed even great plagues, and of long continuance, and sore sicknesses, and of a long continuance. Is it ever going to end? Imagine being in uh, one of the uh, death camps in Europe during World War II. It could be Sachsenhausen, I've been there. It could be Dachau, I've been there. And you're there for a year, two years, three years, four years, five years. Are we ever going to get out? People are being born. People are dying. Life is going on as normally as can be expected. And you've got some Jews who are overseeing other Jews. You've got some Jews who are burying other Jews. And if you think of Schindler's List, a very powerful film, very accurate portrayal of World War II. Many Jews were working with the Nazis. Or if you think of that film Exodus, 1961-62, Otto Previnger directed it. Another true story of the Jews during World War II. They came out of the concentration camps nobody wanted the Jews the Allies didn't want the Jews in fact during World War II the Allies didn't even have any interest in saving the Jews the Americans knew about the death camps the Britons the Brits knew about the death camps and uh, neither country decided to bomb the death camps and after World War II you've got thousands of Jews stuck on boats trying to get back to Israel and eventually the British backed down let them into uh, Israel from Cyprus I think it was from memory and there's a scene in the Exodus, again, true story, what took place during World War II. Uh, and one of the guys is being interviewed by the leaders in Israel. And they said to this guy who just came from Europe, how did you get through the war? How did you survive the war? What was your story? Are you really one of us? Are you a spy? So on and so forth. He said, well, I am a Jew. And yes, I did survive the war. And uh, they broke him down, basically. And they were a former Mossad, an early former Mossad. And it turned out this guy had been in one of the concentration camps in Europe and he had been working with the Germans uh, like an informant like a, uh, a messenger there's a name that they have for the Jews who work for the uh, Allies not the Allies the Nazis during the war I forget what they what they called such a person uh, like an informant but it's just, it's, there's a, a German term for it 
And this guy uh, who is in the Exodus, uh, San Salvador, I think his name was, famous American actor who plays this Israeli in World War II, starts to break down and he comes clean and says, yes, it's true, I was, to my shame and horror, a stooge of the Third Reich. I forget the term that they called him. And they said to him, well, you're now going to be working with us, basically. And of course, the uh, Jews reclaimed Israel, the British were pushed out. Uh, those are the films to watch, The Exodus, Schindler's List, of course. But I've, I've often thought about those people during World War II in those death camps, young kids, maybe four, five and six. Are we ever going to get out of this place? Why are we here? Why do they hate us so much? Why are we seeing our people being murdered? Kids having to hide in sewage, uh, in the sewage. We go back to Anne Frank and her family having to hide in a property. Jews being buried in walls, in sewage pits. I mean, it's horrific. And this is all uh, being spoken of in Deuteronomy 28. 60. Moreover, he will bring upon thee all the diseases of Egypt, which thou wast afraid of. And they shall cleave unto thee like AIDS, like COVID. COVID is horrible. It's horrific. I'm told you shake, you're cold, you're hot, you're hot, you're cold. Uh, you can't enjoy taste, smell. You're coughing all the time. You feel like your lungs are going to explode. You can't breathe, which is the worst part of it. You go to hospital, they get the old respiratory system up and running because it attacks the respiratory system again. Like I said a few, uh, a few minutes ago, you're on a life support machine like Boris Johnson was earlier this year. You are desperately trying to breathe. Man wants to live. I've never known of any Christian man or woman who said to their family when they were say 35, 40, I'm ready to die now and go to be with the Lord. Every Christian I've ever read about or known or studied, including the Apostle Paul and Peter, all say people want to remain and do what they can down here. I know Paul would say it was uh, beneficial for him to remain than to be with the Lord, although he was ready to go to be with the Lord but maybe excluding Paul, all of the greats uh, have all wanted to stay on the earth and live. If they had an operation or they were sick and needed an operation, get the operation, get the doctor. Nobody said, well, I'm good to die now and I'm happy to say goodbye to my wife and my children or my mother and father, brother or sister or him or her or what have you. There's a will to live. And those poor people, World War II, wanted to live, wanted to survive. Moreover, he will bring upon thee, God will do this not to the devil, all the diseases of Egypt, which thou wast afraid of, and they shall cleave unto thee. Could be AIDS, like I say. It could be COVID, like I say. It could be a disgusting fly like that. How about syphilis? I read an article last year about a guy in Britain who'd been overseas, and he had been very promiscuous, had been paying women for sex, went somewhere like Cambodia or Thailand or somewhere in the Far East, I forget where it was, came back to the UK and was having awful headaches whenever he would open or close his eyes, look to the left, look to the right, look up, look down, real pain in his head. Went to his doctor and they said to him, what's your problem? He said, well, I can't deal with this pain. It's horrendous. I'm having paracetamol. I'm taking all sorts of uh, tablets to uh, deal with the pain. It's horrific. And every time I move my eyes, left, right, up, down, what have you, there's this grating pain in my head, it's horrific. And the GP said, well, I'm going to book you in for a CAT scan, an MRI scan. And this guy went for a CAT scan, an MRI scan. 
and uh, they sent the results back to his GP who phoned up this guy, you better come in and see me. So he went to visit his GP and he, and he said to uh, this guy, I've got very bad news for you. And this guy said, uh, what's the problem doctor? So he said, he said uh, you've got syphilis, syphilis of the eyes, syphilis of the eyes, in the eyes. This guy had picked up some disease from somebody overseas and syphilis will attack the brain. I think it was uh, Capone who died of syphilis, had a mental state of a 12 year old when he died. But now, because people are so promiscuous, you can get syphilis in the eyes. Can you imagine that? Also every sickness and every plague which is not written in the book of this law, then will I bring, then will the Lord bring upon thee until thou be destroyed, not like uh, annihilated as the JWs would have you believe but destroyed like ruined in fact just last week Patrick <coughs> was speaking to a pioneer in the Jehovah's Witnesses a pioneer is like a bishop in the Jehovah's Witnesses and he's known this pioneer for several years and he's got a good rapport with this pioneer and they talk about the Lord and the gospel and everything else and Patrick gets the word of God in when he can and he knows where Patrick's coming from, and Patrick knows where he's coming from, and they've got a rapport, like I say, and Patrick said to this uh, pioneer, who's about 60-something, <coughs> he said, where have you been? I haven't seen you for several weeks. You guys haven't been on the streets since March. And he said to Patrick, well, we've been t we have been told from head office, like America, that we can't go into the streets because of the COVID-19. And he said to Patrick, and of course we, being Jehovah's Witnesses, have to obey the, the, the powers that be, the word of God says to do so. Yes, it does, but it also says from Acts chapter 5 that you are to obey God over government. And if the government say you can't preach or teach, then you go against the government and go with God. A bit like John MacArthur is doing, who I now hear is in contempt of court, and may find himself being prosecuted for going against the uh, government in California. But I've always thought it's interesting with these Jehovah's Witnesses. They say they are the witnesses found over in Revelation. But in Revelation 7 and 11, all the 144,000 are men, virgin men. They have a mark in their forehead, which shows they belong to the Lord. And I've never met a Jehovah's Witness who is a male virgin with a mark in his forehead. Of course, they are a counterfeit organization. Uh, and this JW, who's been in all of his life, second generation, I think, from memory, feels he's doing the right thing, obeying a foreign group thousands of miles away. A group of, a, a group of men in America dictating to witnesses all over the world what they can and cannot do. But you were told to preach the gospel, you were told if it goes against uh, the government, you go with God. Acts chapter five, of course. But I guess that's one of the uh, blessings of COVID-19 that the witnesses are not on the streets nor are the Mormons so the uh, the term destroyed means to be ruined not to be annihilated that's the mistake that the witnesses make 62 and you shall be left few in number whereas you are as the stars of heaven for multitude because thou wouldest because thou wouldest not obey the voice of the Lord thy God no doubt about it by 1945 millions of Jews had been murdered the plan was to murder I think 20 million all over the world Hitler came very near and that hatred towards a Jew is a supernatural hatred it makes no sense to 
Well, it makes no sense to hate the Jews, to be anti-Semitic. It never has done. Napoleon was anti-Semitic. The Church of Rome was anti-Semitic. Hitler was anti-Semitic. Uh, Islamic countries are anti-Semitic. <coughs> For the Islamic countries, they are anti-Semitic because they are jealous. Uh, but for Hitler <coughs> and co, uh, there was something supernatural against the Jew. In fact, it says over in Revelation how the Antichrist uh, will go after the woman and her seed, because he too is the son of Satan. But 62 again, and ye shall be left few in number, whereas ye were as the stars of heaven for multitude, because thou wouldest not obey the voice of the Lord thy God. When the Jews first arrived back in Israel, 1947-48, very few in number, a lot of the Jews in Israel at the time had been there before the war, didn't want these new Jews coming in. And there was this sort of standoff uh, situation for a period of time, like where have you come from? You're born in France, Holland, uh, Poland, Russia, and now you want to come to Israel, our land, that kind of a thing and it took a long time for Israel to become one nation a bit like when the Berlin Wall came down in 1989 <coughs> many Germans in the West were very prosperous didn't want those from the, the uh, from the East uh, to come along and to take some of their uh, pleasures I suppose some of their uh, perks of being a West German and I guess when the North Korean regime is swept away one day soon hopefully uh, those from the north will go to the south and it'll be just one country and there'll be people in the south who won't be very happy about it because they've had it a good they've had it good for a long period of time but 62 is certainly a clear picture of world war ii and uh, how they would become few in number well because they wouldn't obey the voice of the lord thy god 63 and it shall come to pass that as the lord rejoiced over you to do you good and to multiply you so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and to bring you to naught to nothing and ye shall be plucked from off the land whither thou goest to possess it go to Luke chapter 10 Luke chapter 10 it's one thing to fall foul of somebody who you know or to fall foul of your government or your husband or your wife son or your daughter your employer but when you fall foul of God Almighty God help you Luke 10 21 in that hour Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said I thank thee O Father Lord of heaven and earth that thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and has revealed them unto babes even so father for so it seemed good in thy sight. This is the only time in scripture when Jesus would rejoice. And he's rejoicing at the fact that God has blinded the hearts and minds of uh, evil people, educated people, and has revealed his truths to babes and suckling, sucklings. In that hour, Jesus rejoiced in spirit and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that thou hast said these things from the wise and prudent, and has revealed them unto babes, Young people, unless you uh, become as children, you shall no wise enter the kingdom of heaven, kingdom of God. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in thy sight. And it shall come to pass, 2863, that as the Lord rejoiced over you 
to do you good and to multiply you so the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and to bring you to naught and you shall be plucked from off the land whither thou goest to possess it what a turnaround now he's going to rejoice over the Jew that goes against him as would Jesus rejoice over the Jew that would go against him Luke 10 21 a few days ago I caught I think on television called House of Cards a famous uh, political uh, TV program starring a guy called Kevin Spacey a homosexual Hollywood uh, actor very close to Bill Clinton and Tony Blair was on trial last year for uh, abusing young boys seems to have got away with that for now anyway and there was a scene in one of the episodes of House of Cards and I've watched television I've watched movies over the years and I've been a uh, fictionado of films for a long time and movies for a long time long before I was saved and even now I still enjoy certain films certain movies certain documentaries I'm very picky what I watch now and I caught a clip of Kevin Spacey who plays this American president called uh, Francis uh, Underwood based on uh, Francis Urquhart's to play the king which was a British uh, TV program back in the 1990s very good document a very good movie or TV TV movie back in the 90s no blasphemy in that nothing uh, inappropriate in that and here Spacey is playing the American president a nasty piece of work a democratic president and he goes into this church and he's speaking to this bishop Catholic bishop about good and evil right and wrong and he says to the bishop I can work out the Old Testament it makes sense to me how the Old Testament works how God is a God of anger and he expects complete submission so on and so forth and he expects people to do things his way to do things his way uh, not their own and I can appreciate that that's like me being the American president basically but that guy and he points to this statue of Jesus typical Catholic statue hanging down from the altar from the altar he says that guy I can't understand all about love 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 turn the other cheek which of course isn't the whole story yes he would preach love but he had much more to say than uh, than just love read uh, Matthew 23 sometime and uh, John chapter 8 and other passages like that so that guy uh, wanted to talk about love all the time turn the other cheek how do you reconcile the two and the bishop couldn't really reconcile it because the bishop isn't a Bible believer and uh, Spacey uh, playing the American president says to the bishop can you give me a few minutes I want to pray and I thought what's he going to do now because he's quite a disgusting character in this uh, sitcom I suppose this what do they call them uh, TV dramas uh, looks up at the statue and he says you I resent you and he starts to really shoot his mouth off and something which I wasn't expecting to see and I've watched a lot of stuff over the years this was this was shocking and uh, he <laughs> he looks at the statue of Jesus he said I resent you I hate you blah 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 and he spits in the face of Jesus the statue of Jesus and I was shocked to see that I don't shock very easily and I wasn't expecting to do that and uh, he gets his handkerchief out of his pocket to rub the rub the uh, the saliva into the face of the statue of Jesus and the whole thing just comes crashing down off the altar and the statue of Jesus just fell into a thousand pieces all over the place 
I thought, wow, that really is blasphemy. That is contempt. I don't care for statues. I hate statues myself. But that statue, as evil and as, as uh, abhorrent as it is, when that is connected with Christ, or when that statue is being offered as Christ, and Christ did hang on a cross, and Christ was Caucasian, although ruddy, white and ruddy, and of course ruddy is uh, sort of a, a brownie red colour, so don't get, me, don't get me wrong, he wasn't pale white Jesus, Adam wasn't pale white, <coughs> but he wasn't a black man, he wasn't a Chinaman, he was of the Caucasian family, if you will, when a statue is purported to be Jesus, and of course Jesus was a Caucasian who died on a cross, died on the cross. When somebody looks at that statue and starts to insult it and blaspheme it and mock Christ and spit in his face uh, like they were doing the Gospels, that for me was disgusting. And I said, that's it. And I turned it off. But that scene is a good picture of man's contempt for Christ. And that's why Christ laughs at these people. Psalm 2, Proverbs 1. Deuteronomy 28, 63 again. <coughs> and it shall come to pass that as the Lord rejoice over you to do you good. Starts off good and proper. And to multiply you like the stars of heaven. So the Lord will rejoice over you to destroy you and to bring you to naught and you shall be plucked from off the land whither thou, whither thou, whither thou goest to possess it you had it all, you lost it all and uh, for the Jew for many years after the crucifixion of Christ they would wander it would take a long time to get back to where they would eventually find themselves 1948 and the Lord shall scatter thee among all people from the one end of the earth even unto the other and there thou shalt serve other gods which neither thou nor thy fathers have known even wood and stone wood like timber stone like making images idols worshipping false gods Spacey is a pretty wicked deplorable actor and he felt confident enough to spit in the face of an image, an idol of the Lord Jesus Christ. I can't imagine him doing that to any other religious person. And he felt happy doing that. The script writer wanted to put it into the script. The producers said, yeah, let's do it. The director said, yeah, let's do it. They found a church that allowed him to film that scene in such a church, which is pretty disgusting. And I thought that guy, Spacey, will get older. One day he will die and he will face the real Lord Jesus Christ. And he won't be spitting in his face then. I guarantee you that. But 64 deals with idolatry and how the Jew will take uh, items like wood being timber, stone or iron, but stone specifically, and he'll turn them into gods, worship them. And among these nations shalt thou find no ease, neither shall the sole of thy foot have rest. But the Lord shall give thee there a trembling heart and failing of eyes and sorrow of mind and thy life shall hang in doubt before thee and thou shalt fear day and night and shalt have none assurance of thy life well the war camps were pretty clear during world war ii you didn't know how long you would live uh, the average life expectancy was pretty low and uh, for many years jews in places like egypt and syria 
and Iran have had it pretty rough and that's why it was imperative for the Jew to go back to Israel and uh, sit tight for the Messiah to return. It was once said that World War One was God's way of getting the nations uh, prepared to get the Jew to go back to the land and World War Two was uh, the nation uh, and World War Two was paved to allow the Jew back into the land. I thought that was an interesting analogy. The nations got the Jew ready for the land, and the land was now ready for the Jew to be received back into the land. And thy life, 66, shall hang in doubt before thee. And thou shalt fear day and night, and shalt have none assurance of thy life. In the morning thou shalt say, Would God it were even. And at even, evening, thou shalt say, Would God it were morning. For the fear of thine heart, wherewith thou shalt fear, and for the sight of thine eyes, which thou shalt see. And the Lord shall bring thee into Egypt again with ships, by the way whereof I spake unto thee. Thou shalt see it no more again, and there you shall be sold unto your enemies for bondmen and bondwomen, and no man shall buy you. The Jews uh, were picked out by the Nazis to be destroyed. Hitler had an issue with the Jews. It wasn't just based on his paintings not being uh, promoted or, or Germany being crippled at, at the end of World War One. There was a supernatural hatred. Going back to the devil hating the woman in a seed, Revelation 12. Or during World War Two, I think it was Eichmann. Yeah, it was Eichmann tried to sell the Jews to countries in the Middle East, in Africa. And he contacted countries in Africa and the Far East, but especially Africa, I think it was, to see if they would take the Jews, sell the Jews, buy them for slaves. And no country wanted them. And because no country wanted them, because the Germans didn't want them, because the Americans didn't want them, the British didn't want them, the Canadians didn't want them, Germany said, well, let's deal with the Problem once and, uh, the problem once and for all and of course that's gone down in history as the final solution <clears throat> so 68 verses from the 28th chapter of Deuteronomy heavy stuff uh, dealing with Jehovah's uh, view of unbelieving Jews what he would do with them how he would deal with them and he has dealt with them pretty severely over the centuries I always say this uh, if you can always be kind and uh, merciful loving to the Jews they've suffered enough as it is I'm always careful when I criticize Israel as a nation or uh, Israeli premiers as politicians I do so based on the Word of God I don't do so based on personalities I don't want to spend my time attacking these people uh, from a personal point of view I don't care about their personal lives per se uh, they, have be, they will be judged for that at the judgment great white throne because they're not saved for the most part if any of them of course I've never heard of a Jewish uh, leader who was who was a Christian or the Jewish leaders that I can think of going back to Begin right up until uh, Yetanahu all lost Jews but that's not the point the point is the land is theirs they are God's beloved people they have a place in his heart uh, because of David's sakes David's sake they are beloved over in uh, Romans uh, 11 I think it is from memory and it's our job to stand with the Jew to be merciful kind at the same time I won't stay silent when I see peace treaties being signed with Mohammedans in a foreign land thousands of miles from Israel but of course I know why they are doing it they want peace 
they've been on a war footing for such a long time now they've had it really rough for nearly 80 years and every Jew in Israel I mean every Jew in Israel wants peace even the Hasidic Jews want peace but of course at what price Israel will have to compromise she'll have to give up more of her land which isn't hers to give up to appease the Mohammedans and uh, if they do that they will stray further from the Lord and some of these curses and there are many curses and we've looked at all of them this morning some of these curses are going to be hit are going to be ish, are going to be dished out on the Jew uh, during the tribulation but go through the history of the world they've been plagued pretty severely already Titus came pretty near to destroying them uh, Nebuchadnezzar was the first to do it then it was Titus Hitler came incredibly near uh, but of course the Lord has his remnants he knows which Jew he will spare which Jew he will save because again and I've said this many times over the years out of six million Jews in Israel today uh, out of those six million Jews in Israel today the 144,000 are going to be mobilized at a time of his choosing not Jehovah's Witnesses but the real witnesses of Jehovah Jewish male virgins from the 12 tribes of Israel they have their father's name in their forehead you can see the father's name in their forehead no witness today has the father's name in their forehead most witnesses that I have known over the years are not Jewish male virgins again asegesis or exegesis going back to the heresy of faith and works for the Old Testament for salvation and a return of it in the tribulation you can't give God anything he has all the cars he owns everyone everything he has a, he owns all the cows on a he owns a cow and uh, he owns all the cows and all the hills every hill in the world every country city kingdom dominion he owns it every he owns it anyway it's all in his pockets and that's why grace is God's righteousness God's righteousness at Christ's expense so I think I will start to wrap this message up from a very windy open-air pulpit and uh, just make the final argument that this piece of scripture from Deuteronomy 28 is no doubt the most terrifying chapter in scripture and this is what Jehovah will do to his people the Jews what will he do to his enemies those who refuse to bow the knee those that refuse to believe on his son a thousand years from now a million years from now a billion years from now a trillion years from now burning a lake of fire shouting and screaming blaspheming him never mind Kevin Spacey spitting at a crude statue of the Lord Jesus Christ which of course is idolatry and that's also sin in scripture but to do so on camera and to get away with it not to have anybody pull him up for that is pretty despicable I know that large chunks of Hollywood are run by unsaved Jews of course uh, but the bigger picture is more important it's more uh, critical that we are aware of that that Jehovah will deal with his own people in his own way and if you're not one of his people you've got no hope in the world you will suffer terribly you'll be forced to bend the knee to Jesus at the great white throne judgment confess him as Lord like Jehovah and off to hell you go for all of eternity and I don't wish that on anybody I really don't I try and make these videos as evangelistic as possible I try and tie the gospel in the plan of salvation as often as I can with videos such as this or our Sunday morning services I don't want anybody to go to hell on my watch 
I know people are locked down all over the world. People are unsure as to what is going on all over the world. People can't visit friends and family like they did, like they could do 12 months ago. I know it's rough, it's difficult. And I hear that people are now drinking a lot more, turning more to sin because of a lot of rights. But there's only so much sin you can enjoy, only so much entertainment you can enjoy. <coughs> Once you're dead, you are dead a long time. And these curses should be a wake-up call <coughs> to all Christians to get out and preach the gospel, to get people born again. Because like, like I said a few minutes ago, this is what Jehovah will do to the Jews. What will he do to those that are not his covenant people? And I will sign out now as the wind is picking up even more and wish you every blessing and joy. And uh, God bless you all. Stay safe. Read the word of God. And uh, I will speak to you all soon from the open air pulpit. Less windier next time, I hope, but still mild and warm, I hope. And I'll speak to you all soon in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.